episode of Two Howard Girls is about dating and specifically dating when you are over the age of 40 or 40 and up. So many times when you meet someone, you may think, oh, wow, this person is attractive. They're intelligent. They have a lot going on for themselves. But why are they single? When you're getting to know the person during the quote unquote talking phase, you have different discussions and typically those um, past relationships discussions come up. But most of the times, you're only going to get that person's perspective. Today, we have a special guest and it's actually the ex of one of two Howard girls, that one of two Howard girls being me. One of my exes happens to be here and he's here to give his honest and he can be brutally honest at times, perspective on dating and being in a relationship with Day. So we're calling this segment of the show to the ex, uh, sorry, to the next from the ex. Hey, special guest. What's up? <laughs> can we call you um, Mr. Black Fruit Punch for this segment or what would you like nah, to be? Let's keep it professional. I'm always fine. <laughs> Okay, that's generic enough. Yeah. So, thanks for agreeing to participate in this segment. Um, in the intro, I did say that you can be brutally honest, so be easy on me. I do eventually want to find a partner, so I don't want you to scare off any potential suitors. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> no, but you can keep it real. Real and respectful. Of course. So, we're going to start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself, your age, where you're from, and then how we met and how long we were together. And then we'll get into some of the interesting questions. Hi, I'm um, Jamal, originally from Hollis, Queens. Uh, I'm 43, fortunately. Uh, married divorced two children girl boy uh i'm an electrical engineer and yeah i used to um be in a relationship with one of the howard girls <laughs> one of the two howard girls one of the two yeah. okay so how did we meet and how long were we together uh met online before it was really a thing I think and uh, I think we were together what five years basically a little over yeah a little over yeah five years yeah if you count all of the um, back and forth right <laughs> in totality yeah <laughs> Maybe a little bit more than that, but right. we're not going to talk about that today. Um, so I have a few questions. Well, I got to be specific with you. More than a few questions, but not too many. Shouldn't take too much of your time. Um, just about our relationship and really about me in particular, since we're talking about dating. And <sighs> unfortunately, I'm back in these dating streets. So when we met... What initially attracted you to me? Uh, 
I think a lot of the commonalities. So I would say uh, our interests in um, musical genres, which will be hip hop uh, and your, um, I guess the fact that you were, I guess we were, well, I was finishing up, but um, you were electrical engineer also. So, and as in our field, as we know, it's very rare that um, you find African-Americans, let alone African-American women in the STEM. So I would say that was intriguing. And I don't know, we just had, it was conversation. I would say that um, conversations were always um, intriguing or well, early on. <laughs> we'll get to that okay yeah. so so you had your attractions what if any reservations did you have in the beginning uh I don't think I thought about them actually um to be honest I wasn't thinking long term um kind of just in a moment so uh I think those reservations came later on. Okay. Well, I mean, even once we got to the point of, well, past dating and getting more um, serious, were there any reservations at that time? This is still in the beginning phase. Uh, I guess, um, I don't, I don't, like I said, I don't remember any specifically between us, but I would say like the reservations were, well, just being honest to the audience, I was still married at the time. So um, I guess how dealing with how I would um, confront the situation eventually. Hmm. So um, how the situation would confront you. Yeah, either way. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of me personally, like, you know, sometimes when you meet someone, at least for me, um, many times, there's some reservations, but because the other intriguing thing or some of the other things are more intriguing, you kind of, I guess what we would call red flag. So was there anything about me or my situation in particular that once we did get to the point of being serious, um, putting your marriage (laughs) to the side, but just anything about me in particular that was maybe a red flag or amber flag or something that gave you a little bit of a pause? Uh, Okay. Well, I would say that um, having two children by two men, um, I guess I would say was a red flag in the sense that um, uh, coming from a place of stability or creating a place of stability, my family, um, I would say that it was, I wouldn't say uh, necessarily a red flag, or maybe at the time I didn't really consider it a red flag, but um, there was a bit of skepticism with, um, you know, the idea of you being in two relationships, two men having two children, and um, not being in very long uh, relationships with them as far as um, the length. 
Okay. So overall, did you, and you probably answered this question, but did you initially think that we were compatible? Uh, yes, because of the things I mentioned before. So the, um, um, intellectually, right. And I think for me, those were things I was seeking, um, particularly when I decided to go back to school to, um, get my degree, I guess, um, being in a certain environment, it became, um, apparent to me that um certain people my ex i guess ex-wife in in particular um we just didn't have um we're on the same wavelength i guess as far as um how we started to see things in life uh later on in the relationship so i guess again being in the environment of um we consider intellectuals um it just made it more intriguing that um possibly being in a relationship with someone like that would um add more benefits so okay that's how i thought about it okay so needless to say you were feeling the kid <laughs> you were <laughs> you were stimulated yeah. <laughs> you were stimulated okay. in more ways than one but specifically mentally that was the most I guess not most important part but one of the things that stood out yes okay so then uh we both put your marriage to the side (laughs) (laughs) and continued going and eventually got into a relationship right so once we got into the relationship um what would you say was the best part of being in a relationship with me um the best part i would say during the good time especially i would say the initial the initial stages i would say um was just the spontaneity and the um i guess um the events and things that we were interested in and we attended i would say that um it was exciting. So there was um, a time where towards the end, again, of my marriage that, um, you know, it just wasn't um, exciting anymore. So um, there was a level of excitement that was um, new, I would say, a level of excitement um, that was new and um, not anticipated. So I think uh, for me, those are things that um I really cherish. Just um, having someone who's not uh, reluctant to do certain things and you know act in certain behaviors. I don't know. We we keeping this? How we keeping this? PG. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you know, we're talking about dating over forty, so clearly we uh, at our big grown ages. <laughs> still, I don't know don't the audience. The though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, you know, or who's gonna hear this? So, yeah. But um, I would say that's that's what it was for me. Just um, it was new, it was fun, it was exciting. So um, and I think at the time, um, I kind of needed that. Okay, so now on the flip side, 
you know, basically you're saying I'm fun and spontaneous, open to do things, most things. <laughs> most things. Um, so on the flip side of that, what was the worst part of being in a relationship with me? Ah. <laughs> so the worst part I would say was um definitely the arguments the arguments um i think that um and some of this is coming from retrospect right so well all um, of it is actually because you know well i'm trying to say i'm like trying to yeah i'm trying to put place myself like how i felt i have like two different ideas right so um well i would say think thinking about it now right like looking back on it now you said what the best part was, the worst part, arguments, and uh, the worst part was like say, arguments. Um, I guess uh, the inability to um, communicate started to um, waver, and um, just the um the emotional, mental, and physical toll it started to take for both of us, so. Okay, so we had a, I think um, we were probably about, that's why I say five and a half years, but five years or close to the five-year mark, and then we (laughs) got engaged. (laughs) Right. Even with, you know, well, obviously, the best part, which you stated, and then the worst part was already already underway, well underway. So, but we decided to get engaged and obviously, well, I wouldn't say obviously, but that was initiated by you, right? So right. at that point, did you really think that we could have been together long-term? Um, I guess I did, and again, that's what I'm saying as far as like the mind state that I was in at the time and how I think about it now. Um, yes, at the time I thought that. I don't think that now. But um, at the time I was thinking that, um, you know, because um, some of your complaints were about um, security. So I... Um, I figured that um that was a sign of security, I guess, um, trying to fix, quote unquote, the issues will put a bandaid on the issue because um obviously that wasn't the um the right move. You know, we just it was um a lot of history and at the time, I guess if we look at it like from um pendulum situation, like one side started to outweigh the other. So going from the very positive and good things and times that we had and shared to them becoming seemingly overwhelmingly negative. So, you know, once we got to that point, you know, it was like, you know, again, trying to put a band-aid on something. If 
thinking that, oh, you know, this is going to fix it or whatever the case, but um, not necessarily. So when those things didn't seem to, ch- when that situation seemed to not change anything, it was like, okay, that was like the last ditch effort or whatever. So that was short, uh, sort of um, short lived anyway. <laughs> yeah, sure. <short-lived>, very short lived. <laughs> Actually, that probably <laughs> made things worse, man. <laughs> right. I don't right. know if it did or didn't, but that was that part of it was short lived. Um, okay, so you talked about looking at it or trying to put yourself in a mindset of when you were in the relationship versus um, now, right? In hindsight, right. so if you put yourself um, not not looking at it from you know when you were in the relationship, but more so now, overall, what would you say was my best? quality um the best quality i would say um for me i would say uh the organizational skills um that was very um important i guess for me um being able to um have a level of structure and um, I would say probably the most structured person I've ever met one of and um, uh, let me see I would say the domestic part of it um, the cleaning and you know just exhibiting those um, I don't call wifely duties, but domestic, femin- uh, yeah, feminine duties. Oh, so, you said feminine and me in the same sentence. Wow, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to that. <laughs> but, okay, uh, so from a dating perspective, right? Because that most men, um, you know, they want particular things when they're looking at women that they're courting or potentially um, going to be in a relationship with. So. From a dating perspective, you would say the domestic part. Yes. Okay. Domestic, uh, especially these days, because um, from my experience, experiences, um, that's been lacking, particularly in our community, with um, with women. Well, my experiences with women. So. Okay. Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good for some of these people potential right. students to know because I think that's a misconception that people may have about me in particular um I don't like to cook I say that all the time but I do cook in relationships correct uh yes more okay. often than not I would say yes all right so um we probably should have did this in reverse <laughs> what what is or was the worst quality or my worst quality from a dating perspective. Okay, from a dating perspective, hmm, the worst quality, uh, I would say, the inability to let a man lead, and being under a um, I guess a patriarchal patri. I am going to say it right now. 
patriotic. Help me out, Dede. I'm not going to correct you because you have an issue with that. (laughs) That was the thing, too, right? Look, I'm I'm working on those qualities. (laughs) Working on They love correcting all correct day. Um, I mean, I think um, you said it. I think you said it in your first statement, the inability to allow a man to lead. That's just something that I'm pretty much allowed to um, lead. Um, I would say that um, very masculine traits and, um, you know, my understanding of these behaviors now, um, again, right, I have um, different perspectives on things because um, not only taking away from, you know, my personal experience with you, but um, outside of that, my experiences moving forward with um, other women and situations and stuff like that, I started to realize that um, this wasn't an anomaly. And um, particularly, again, in our community, I see this often with um, women, Black women in particular, exhibiting very masculine behavior and um, I feel that this is brought on by the idea of feminism, which has been, in my opinion, <laughs> and we can discuss that, been very... And that's a whole nother podcast, but continue. Okay, been very <laughs> detrimental to our community, but okay, that's how so, I felt. Yeah, yeah, that's enough. I feel. So we'll bring you back for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so overall basically you'll have a uh if you date me at least from your perspective from back then right which wasn't mm. what, what we are two and a half years out of that situation mm. um or something like that <laughs> um you would say for a man that is looking at dating me or wants to date me or whatever he'll have a clean house <laughs> food on the table when he gets mm. home from work but he can't tell me what to do. He can't. Yeah, he can't tell you <laughs> what to do. He can't. Um, I don't know. Like I said, uh, you know, a lot of work can be put in and done for someone for two years. So I can only speak of from two from 2015 to 2020. Um, 20, 2020, sorry. Um, that, uh, yeah. It was dealing with a, um, I guess, quite frankly, like another man. You, you, you would have to. It's like um, competitive, and I think that um, for a certain man, you know, whoever you are, if you're listening, that um, I think that we will agree that you know, yes, we want our women, woman with a certain level of pride, um, intelligence, um, and, um, standards, but I don't think that for a black man that, you know, we deal with so much outside of the home that, you know, when we come in the home, we expect peace. And, um, I would say at times, um, that was the battle that I was fighting with, not um, feeling like a sense of comfort 
when I um got home. So after you ate your food that was prepared, okay. <laughs> yeah, here we go. <laughs> Pay attention, fellas. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. I mean that that which your your answer to that um, or statement it kind of feeds into my next question, which I don't know if you answered it or not, but what advice would you give to any man that would want to date me? Uh, um, I guess it depends on the type of man. So, well, barring that, right? Because barring we can, that. we can get into the whole alpha, beta, okay, sigma, gamma, whatever the hell type of man, but just. Right. Any any man, right? Because this is the opportunity. Like like I said in the intro, when you meet someone, you hardly ever get the opportunity to speak to someone that they've been in a relationship with, right? So right. this is an opportunity for you to give some advice if you care to help me out. <laughs> okay. Um, any man, any man, regardless of you know what what type of man he is. If, if you just ran into a man, he's like, hey. I met this girl, her name is Day, and you're like, hey, I used to date Day, and then, you know. Okay, so someone was asking me, um, a gentleman was asking me uh, specifically um, from my experiences and any recommendations, I would say that uh, one, I would suggest you be a very strong-minded man because um, it takes a lot, you know, of um, patience. I would say you have to be very patient with dealing with um, Ms. Hammond. Uh, <laughs> I would say that, uh, you know, have a plan. Definitely have a plan because, um, you know, an escape plan? What kind of plan are we talking about? Uh, I'll get to that. Uh, well, possibly, but I would say <laughs> if you're going in um, without any those type of expectations of failure, I would say the expect. I would say um, going into it um, wanting to um. Nah, I lost my train of thought, but um, I would say going into it and expecting to. Uh, again, have patience, be um, aware that, you know, she's looking for the best, right? So, and this can, you know, come across as um, kind of prude, but, uh, you know, Miss Hammond is used to the finer things in life, I would say. So um, coming into it, I would say that, uh, uh, be expecting to be um, compared to me, which would be, hard. <laughs> <laughs> which would be very be hard to overcome. This is for yeah, me. so I'm just keeping it a buck. Like the, you know, what I'm saying the competition is fierce and hypergamy is real. So that's all I'll say. Okay, so basically the bar has been set high. Is what you're yeah, trying to say? Yeah, very high. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. John Moran high. <laughs> Yeah. All right, moving right along. Um, lastly, what advice would you give me? So I'm back out here. 
sometimes anyway, when I want to be. And what, so given all that, you know, and how well, you know, me and our, um, situation or relationship, uh, what advice would you give to me? Uh, I would say, um, and I don't want to sound like kryptonite, but lowering your, um, desires or expectations in men, right? Because, um, you know, we are, we're all flawed and, you know, I think you need to pick your battles in a sense in more ways than one. But as far as like choosing the mate, I would say that, um, make sure that, um, the most refining qualities are the ones that you pay more attention to. So, um, basically you know, get somebody that's ugly and nice. <laughs> they don't have to be ugly and nice, but they have, but that's the thing. Right. And I, and I, and I get it right. You know, yes, you want a level of attraction with your partner or mate, but, um, again, right. There's, there's double standards, right. So, the woman should be the most attractive person in the relationship. So I look at it like um, a woman should, their attractiveness to the man should be more so um, how he treats her, how um, he leads, um, how he protects, how he um, provides, um, and not just financially, but um, emotionally, intellectually. Um, yeah, so I, I believe that these qualities are the ones that should be more explored rather than um, how he um, tickles your fancy, I would say. So, um, yeah, I would say that that would be, I, say, I say that that should be the, most important things going forward, just how um, the character, more so than the um, aesthetics of the man. <clears throat> okay, <laughs> I'm gonna. I know it's difficult, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't see character walking into a door. You see the physical, the same way a man sees the physical, which. You know, as we know, like you said, there's a double standard, but there has to be something physically attractive about the person. And I guess um, going into what I'm hearing you say or what I think I'm hearing you say is, you know, me, you know me. So, you know what the particulars are of the physical attraction is <laughs> very defined. Yeah. You got to look that. like sheet glutes or something yeah. like that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All his yeah, yeah. Anger. but um <laughs> so, I, so I guess not saying that like you like I said ugly but just maybe not caring so much about all of the physical particulars right and again right it's very refined so um I would say for you you know don't pay so much attention to like how the man styles his Tims, but the fact that, you know, 
<laughs> you know that he has on Tim's. Yeah, that he has enough, on Tim's, right? Even yeah, if they're like, choked, that should be yeah, fine. Even if they choked, <laughs> even if um, you know, they're three quarter cut. There's no they butt naked at the top, and for though that's the thing right there. If you don't even know what butt naked means, then that's probably a problem. Not gonna be <laughs> if you don't know what butt naked Tim's are, you're probably not gonna get chose. So. <laughs> <laughs> that is so. I have given, so many red flags. I've given some of those people a chance, but then it just, yeah, I don't know. I'm working on it. So, anyway, okay, well, how much? How much time are you gonna need? You know. Uh, oh, what are you trying to say? I'm getting old. <laughs> well, I'm not saying you're getting old, but you know, I mean, it's just it, it, it's something that I really, really wish was different about myself, and I. I guess I'm this year I'll try to work on that. I feel like I attempted last year and it just like I could do it for a little while, but then I it just bothers me so much that I just don't want to talk to the person anymore. So <clears throat> I have to try to work on getting past that. Those things, like I said, it's something that has to be attractive about you, but there's so many turn offs, I guess. That's yeah, and th- what I'm saying is, you know, it's a a race against time, I would say, because, you know, as we mature, you know, these things, uh, you'll see them less and less, right? So they're not going to be as obvious. And then particularly the location that you decide to reside in now, you know, yes, you have uh, people... Um, have you know resided or chosen to um move out of New York or you know relocate or whatever the case, but um again as we age you know styles change you know certain things aren't as important so I would say the intricacies of style and behaviors um that you may be accustomed to. You have to adjust because those, um, those things go hand in hand, and maybe that's more so what it is than actual. Like, oh, he dresses this particular way because, yes, I have the ideal of what I would like, but then there are other, you know, there's there's a um, <clears throat> there's levels to it, right? So I'm not that uptight where you have to have to be at this level, but the style and all of that it goes along with your personality. So it's the it then 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 you get to the point of like uh okay maybe he doesn't dress this particular way but he's you know nice dressed man okay I could deal with that as long as it's nothing outrageous like chancletas and shit like that but (laughs) I don't want to see a man's toes sorry unless he's home or on the beach um right (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> that that ties into personality and so there's certain personality traits that I like that I guess go hand in hand with style that then it's like okay well he doesn't dress exactly the way I would like okay that's a little superficial but then his personality isn't exactly the way I would like and then for me in my personal situation yes mm-hmm. what I like to have a partner and we combine finances and all of that that would be great if that happens but I don't need it so that you know, it's like only there's only a few things that you a man could add aside from the companionship, because that's really what I'm looking for. The other stuff would be extra if it happens. 
is I'm just so used to doing it myself. It's like, okay, well, if a man is going to take my car to the mechanic shop, that would be great because I don't want to do it, but I can do it. So there are things that a man can provide that I don't necessarily need. It would be extra, but I'm really looking for the companionship aspect of it. So if your your personality is a large part of that. <laughs> well, I would say that um, even with that, right? So the idea, because again, right, there's, there's just natural things that men, particularly, you know, men of a certain stature, are just accustomed to so and um they also have expectations so with that the expectation that a woman doesn't need um a man because those things so i understand what you're saying you're explaining your side and your wants and desires and the things that are more important to you but i think they kind of clash with the same man that you may desire because of his um his natural desire to want to provide and feel that um he has a purpose right so purpose is very important to a man so if a man doesn't feel that he has purpose um that can be um a tough pill to swallow sometimes, right? Even in situations, so even if both parties are very well off financially, um, you know, there's certain things, um, even from an experience, right? So um, having certain experiences um, that a man may want to share. And if you, you know, if you're like, oh, I've done this and I've been there and that, um, for a man, that's just... I don't necessarily say it's a turn off, but, um, you know, for men, we like to introduce, right? We like to be teachers. Women are, you know, typically perceived as the nurturers and men are the leaders and teachers. So we want to be the one to like introduce you to the um, nice, expensive restaurant that you like, oh, I, you know, I couldn't go or, you know, no one's ever taken me or the location. So, you know, when you're dealing with women in a certain financial bracket and they've taken these trips and had these experiences outside of the man that they're with, you know, um, I wouldn't say that it would be intimidating in a sense, but um, I guess there would just be like a sense of reluctancy because, um, you know, again, purpose and you know, exploration, all these things that naturally a men men um like to um participate in. So then back to the question about advice, uh -huh. would you should I rephrase my statement and not saying that I don't need, right? Because I'm a logical thinker. And maybe that's what it is, right? I'm not saying it in a negative way. I'm just saying what, I, from my perspective, and obviously I'm a woman, I want to be wanted rather than needed. I don't want someone to need me for something. I want them to want me. So I'm looking at it that same way, you know, like I would right. 
and, and I, maybe that's I, the wrong way of looking at saying, it. <laughs> right, but that, but that's what I'm saying. That's the that's the masculine part, right? Because again, the man naturally wants to be the leader, right? And you know, I know for you, you're not into like um, the biblical aspects, but um, if we look at it, you know, from certain scripture, and they talk about um, the man's purpose, right? So they talk about um, the hierarchy. So you have God, man, woman, and then child. So when dealing with a man, the man's focus should be on his purpose, right? And his duties and God. And then the woman focuses on the man. So when you say you want him to be focused on you or wanting you, right? That's taken away from the natural order of things where the man is supposed to be focused on himself and God and his purpose. And then the woman follows suit. So I think just from that aspect, that's probably something that you have to um, readjust is, you know, the type of man that you would want and respect is not going to be focused on you. He's going to be focused on things outside of you. And those are going to be more important. And then you should see him as a leader and um, respecting the fact that, you know, whatever he's doing, that he's doing it for the betterment of both of you, despite you feeling like, um, a, I don't want to say abandonment, but just not being focused on. Okay. So going, I, I accept that. Going back to the, um, how I'm phrasing things or, and I'm phrasing them because that's how I, <laughs> that's how I feel, how I think about it. But <clears throat> I guess it's about changing my mindset. When I'm saying I don't need, so should, should I say I need a man to yeah. um, take care I of mean, my I mean, I know, again, kryptonite, I you gotta. To, um, I don't know, pay bills, all the things that I'm saying I don't need. And I'm saying I don't need because financially and physically, I can do some of those things myself. Like, okay, for instance, if I had to move a friggin' a dresser or something, like mm-hmm. I need a man <laughs> to help me with that, right? right? Because physically I can't do it by myself. Now, going back to the car, can I take my car to the mechanic? Yes, I can do that, but I don't want to. So should I still look at it like that dresser? I think you need to look at it, let's say outside of even the man that you're with romantically, right? Because let's even go to the part of, yes, you're taking your car, quote unquote, to the mechanic, right? But it's the expectation. So I think it's a mindset, right? So the mindset that you should, but it, it seems that you don't, is that in all aspects or more aspects than than you're describing that you need a man because when you take your car you're taking it to a man right if something goes bump in the night you're expecting a man to show up right if you're out in the street um and i pose this to women before and i'll say that spoke like you and i'm like oh then you know say i don't need a man or you know I don't need a man for certain things, but your comfortability, particularly in the Western world, is all structured around men. So 
if a fire broke out, you're expecting the firemen, firemen to show up. Fire, you know, if it was a a group of women, I don't think you would be as confident, and secure that your house would be safe, right? Or if you have a loved one trapped or something like that, that that would be, um, in a um positive situation. It would come out positively, right? So, in all aspects, right, men are we you know we create the infrastructure and we maintain it so in all aspects you need a man right so i think even if you don't want to consider it right you might say that from a romantic idea that you don't need a man but you need them you need men in all aspects and i think if you were well, to but going back and i accept what you're saying but going back to the romantic part, and I guess you probably answered it in <laughs> what you just said, it's not looking at it like not needing. I do need, I just don't have, <laughs> right? I don't have, so I'm doing my best, you know, getting my situation. So even if I, I've moved a dresser before by myself <laughs> right. and it wasn't easy and it wasn't fun, Right. But that's because I didn't have somebody at the time to help me or to do it for me. So maybe looking at it from that mass, um, aspect, like I need, but if I don't have, I'll just do, you know, make do. Right. But what I'm saying is, is removing the, the um, circumstances, right? So when you're speaking even now, you're saying like, oh, I didn't have someone to move because this dresser was heavy right but again i think the mindset should be that regardless of whatever the circumstance of yes right you can do it but if you go into it and i think that's tapping into the um true femininity portion right where you're like okay and i need a man and oh i need men not even a man. Again, now that's more personal, but I need men. So I think if the idea is that you need men, right, in multiple aspects, I think that um, makes it easier to when you start to um, dabble into the romantic side of having a man that um, it's an easier transition as opposed to just thinking from certain anecdotal situations. Hmm. That's, that's good. I'm going to take that and mull over it. <laughs> yeah. Again, gentlemen, John Moran. Good luck. Oh, I was going to ask if you had any <laughs> parting words. Good luck um, to the men and good luck to me. Yeah, for both both y'all. So I would say, uh, you know, if you're out there, if you know, I would say, um, good luck. Um, you're gonna need it. And I said, don't yeah. scare off any. No, there's no, no. Again, right? Cream rises to the top. So if you know, if they're a man of confidence, then my word shouldn't be intimidating at all. It should be, hey, his laws, and you know, yeah, good luck. So, that's what I have. Thanks, Jamal. I appreciate you giving your 
two, five, twenty-five cents. Ain't no problem. <laughs> Ain't no problem. 